Hey guys, we are here season three, episode two with Abby and Colin. And if you want to hear the most amazing, the cutest, the realest love story of all time, tune in because this is just like mm-hmm. mind blowing. I mean, yeah, these I've never so- heard about anything like this before. No, no, never heard anything like this. They're adorable. It's too bad they're in Scotland because I just want to like sit down and have tea with them. For a little bit of backstory, these two both have epilepsy. They met through a hemispherectomy meetup group online, support group. Yeah. And then it just spiraled from there. And I mean, talk about like being with someone who literally gets it. Yes. You know. Totally. Your biggest struggles, your biggest traumas, they get it. Yeah. So. It was beautiful and to hear and like they still get giddy talking about this. Yes. And so definitely watch it. Check it out on YouTube so you can see their facial expressions because they are just, like I said, adorable. And while you're on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel mm-hmm. or subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. That is the stuff that helps keep us going. Before we lead you into the adorable story of Abby and Colin, we want to do our fave of the week and our fan of the week. Our Fave of the week, oh, is Sam Deanne, okay, but she yeah. goes by figuring out epilepsy on Instagram, and she also has a blog, a website that, um, and she just drops a lot of like epilepsy knowledge, mm-hmm. and and it's not even like stats or facts; it's more like emotional knowledge. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. I love her account, and I love what she does. Um, mm-hmm. She's awesome, and our fan this week. Um, this week it was the partner of someone who has epilepsy reached out and they had just like a really really sweet message for us yeah and just in the name of couples we wanted to you know put it out in the world and we're not putting out their name because this one is really personal and we don't want Mm -hmm. you to think like we're gonna read off your really personal messages um So uh, this person said, just wanted to thank you so much for this podcast. My husband was diagnosed in 2019, and we haven't had much contact with others who share common experiences. He's also less likely to talk about it than I am. So this podcast has been an amazing resource for me and a place to hear about others' experiences while respecting his of handling his diagnosis. So, uh, and that was sent um, on an Insta DM, and it was just another one of those things where Lexi and I, you know, screenshot it, send it to each other. And we're like, wow, you know, not mm-hmm. only are we helping people with epilepsy, but caretakers and stuff like that. It's just, we're just glad we can be of resource. So if there's yeah. anything you want to hear about, um, a topic or anything like that, you can always, uh, reach out to us via email on our website at what the F um, or through our Instagram, which is also what the F podcast. Um, and then, we also want to thank our sponsors, yes, um, SK Life and Norellis. You guys, we'll say that over and over and over again, mm-hmm. believed in us when we had no content whatsoever. And here we are with season three. You're still supporting us. We still thank you yeah. so much because we would not have even made it through season one without you. So absolutely, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, here we go. guys welcome to what the f today we have our first international guests coming to us from scotland hello abby hello colin hi ladies hi lexi so a little background for our audience abby is in administration and colin is in customer service and the two of them have a very unique medical history that brought you guys together is safe to say 
and a story that Lexi and I have been looking forward to hearing for so long, just because uh, exactly because your smile right there, Abby, that says it all. Yes. Um, So you guys have been married for 18 months and congratulations. That's amazing. Um, What we want to hear is the story of how you met and go from there. So we both met through uh, an organization called the Hemsprectomy Foundation, which uh, was started in 2008. I was eight years post-op hemispherectomy surgery, which is removal of partial to entire hemisphere of the brain. I like brain jokes. So my favorite way to explain it is I'm never in my right mind. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. Only think things through halfway. So, oh my me. gosh, I love these. Keep dropping them. <laughs> these are really good. That's why we got connected. Colin, as well, had the same surgery uh, for different medical reasons, uh, different ages. Yeah. And I was, I was age three when I started having seizures um, mm-hmm. due to a rare brain disorder. Mm-hmm. And uh, age four, I had. The, the surgery to stop the seizures and mm-hmm. um i'll be 22 years seizure free in september which is Yay. huge I know. that's so oh. amazing that's um, just so awesome it's, it's a blessing that. every mm-hmm. every day is a blessing no seizures mm-hmm. oh. colin was i was six weeks i was six weeks old when mm-hmm. i had first had seizures but i was three months when i had the surgery do you know how the doctors determined this was the best course of action for both of you? I, for me, they didn't have any option because mm-hmm. I was having so many seizures, oh. and there was no option. There was no other option for me. Okay. Wow. And for me, um, my disorder was fatal unless operated on. Uh, my my disorder is a virus which literally eats away at your brain and it doesn't respond to anti-epileptic drugs. So really, oh my um, gosh! In my situation, I think I had to f- fail between five to ten seizure medications while they were trying to locate exactly where the seizures were coming from before they operated, and um. Not on any medication or anything now, so apparently that worked. That's. I remember my mom told me that there was one test in the world when they were trying to locate where my seizures were, which could locate them, and so we flew down to San Diego for a a spec test, and to locate enough of the seizures for them to be able to operate. Wow. Wow. So that was 2001, obviously, um, technology and medications and stuff have advanced, thankfully, for all this. That must have been a little intense for your parents. My goodness, I cannot imagine. Abby, do you have any memories of, like, doctors or seizures or or surgery or anything like that? Because you're so young. So, So what was it like then growing up? Like, did either did your parents like tell you as you were growing up like this is what happened or was there a lot of follow-up medical things like this is me just showing my ignorance is to into no, hemispherectomies okay. like I'm not even sure how that works 
So, um, but like, how did you grow up? Did you grow up like knowing this had happened or was it something your parents told you like, happy 16th birthday, guess what? Like, or like, (laughs) what, what, what did that look like? Well, after my surgery, um, after the hemispherectomy surgery, when they remove part of your part or entire hemisphere of the brain, you wake up and you've got no field vision out of the side operated like I had my right hemisphere removed so I have no left peripheral vision I, um and the entire um affected side is paralyzed so I have no memory of anything I've I had my surgery when I was four I think my first memories start about when I was seven um okay. so it's wow. something I've always lived with like yeah uh, a lot of physical therapy, um, learning to function like other kids do. Unfortunately, my parents didn't believe in assistance in school or anything, so I didn't get a lot of a lot of follow up care or assistance to help me learn to function with half my brain missing. My memories don't start till about probably about six or seven. Okay. Two, but I had a lot of assistance. A lot of help. Mm-hmm. What did that look like? A lot of physical therapy, a lot of help okay. in the class, a lot of adaption. Um, okay. A lot of um, support. Um, good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Did it ever like come up with classmates? Like, did you share that with other people, or um, was it kind of kept no, to yourself? Yeah, kept to myself. I didn't mm-hmm. have. I didn't. Have friends, so I didn't share mm-hmm. with anybody. It's mm-hmm. hard to make friends and socialize with other kids your age when you're not as physically capable. Yeah. Um. If mm-hmm. if your brain or your body isn't as strong, so you're prone to falling when yeah. running. Oh, yeah. Keep ours. Yes. Um, you can't do what the other kids. What the other kids, the other kids can do, or God. if you can, not as well, and so you're slower. Or not and as fast. There's the stigma. Yeah. Um, and for me, uh, I always said when I was younger, because my parents taught me to advocate for myself. They said, when you have epilepsy surgery and you're different, there's nothing wrong with being different, but you have to learn to to be able to speak up. So I remember telling. Oh, wow. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We've talked that's to so many people on, you know, that they learn that later, so much later in life, like after school. Yeah. And that is so amazing that your parents, you know, prioritize that from the beginning. But, and that meant I, I told everyone I came across, I didn't mind uh, being asked what, what was wrong with my left side i would rather be asked to be able to explain and educate others than be looked at like i have a third eye mm-hmm. that's so, a, god yes absolutely yeah. amen to that right i feel like that still applies you know it yeah. still applies it applies yeah. even more as adults and you're yeah. going into the workforce yep. going to job interviews and yep mm-hmm. prove okay. yourself it's a whole different ballgame right oh 100 so often people think they're like doing you a favor by not bringing it up yep bringing up the elephant in the room and it's like 
no, I think that's more for you. I would prefer you to ask me about it so I can tell you all about it and we can all be comfortable and not have this just like awkwardness in the room. Sure. And it's also easy to say like, you know, if someone asks you a question you're not comfortable with, you just be like, I don't want to talk about it, you know, because not everyone might feel that way, but it's Mm -hmm. just like, I think, and I've, I've heard that from so many people that like, I finally learned, you know, after so X amount of years that it's okay to ask you questions. And I was like, it took you years. Like, mm-hmm. They're open about this shit, you know? So, <laughs> right. um, so yeah, I think that's just one of those. I'm, and so many kids and I didn't have epilepsy when I was in school. So, um, I don't know what it's like, but I just have heard from so many people, Lexi included, who've talked about how hiding it, you know, mm-hmm. was the, yeah. was the route. You hide it because you're ashamed and that you're different. And it's, yeah. Yes. I think we yeah. both struggled with the fact we were different and we didn't know there was anyone else yes. out there like us. Yeah. Um, I was I was 12 the first time I found out there were other patients like me who were running around with half the brains missing. Oh, um, how did you find out? My mom... Every year, at least once or twice a year, would go online looking for resources uh, for patients like me to connect with others. And every year there was nothing until 2009. I came home from school one day and my mom said, you'll never guess what I found. And there was the Hemispherectomy Foundation started by a family who lived two hours away from us. In Texas, because I grew up in Texas, and they were having a get-together that following summer, and I met five other kids like me. I was 12, and these kids were all younger than me, but seeing I wasn't alone, that there were others, yeah, it changes everything when suddenly you're not, it's not just you. Um, Totally. Mm-hmm. it yeah, is big, such a big big difference when all of a sudden you're like oh there's there's more people yeah. like me <laughs> it's just like all you know because I think you know we've talked about a lot how epilepsy can be isolating um you know or any uh any chronic illness can be isolating but that just seems to be like the common theme here and then like because it's not talked about enough Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is again, why we're so happy you guys are here to talk to us <laughs> and talk about it. And you're educating us right now too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Colin, how did you get involved in the hemisphere erectomy, uh, foundation? Well, well I, didn't, I didn't know anyone until I was 16 and okay. I, okay. um, uh, and I got in contact with my wife <laughs> My wife was the very first person who reached out to me when I was 16. I was 15. She was 15. Wow. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, yeah, she's... I'm dying. She's, so my <laughs> mum had done a post on Facebook and Abby had commented on it. And then Mrs. Meekie. And we went back and forth and met her. So oh. that was my first knowledge of anything. So you guys oh have known each other since you were teenagers? Yeah. I'm yeah. dying. No, I don't know why adorable. I don't bring tissues. To the- <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh my gosh. I, I saw this Facebook post and I didn't know any patients my age. I knew I knew those younger than me and I knew there's a small handful of patients who are older than us, not many, but there's a small handful. I didn't know anyone my age and suddenly this post comes up about this this young boy my age. <laughs> I say young, but like I felt young, so this guy my age yeah. who had just finished a competitive swimming competition. Oh. And Holy I'm like, cow. whoa, he can swim. I can't swim. How do you do that? <laughs> um, fish boy. <laughs> fish boy. And then I realized he was my my age. And I asked his mom if he had a Facebook. And I sent him a probably a big long message. Yes. And he responded. <laughs> and uh, five years of talking on and off. Uh, I think I lived in Texas at that time, so it was a ten hour time difference. Yeah. Wow. Um, so this is talking on the phone too, not just just Facebook just at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger. And it wasn't until five years after we had met online that. I convinced him to fly to Florida uh, to meet me for the annual uh, conference that then the Brain Recovery Project, which is now the Pediatric Epilepsy Surgery Alliance, uh, was doing. I convinced him to fly to the States and meet me. Uh, At this point, are you just still just friends or? Yeah, we're just friends. Just friends, yeah. uh, First time meeting and Colin says I ruined his life. You ruined my, oh my, my life. She comes walking in like she owns the place. I turn around. She's walking in and she comes over to me and gives me a hug like she's known me for 10 years. <laughs> we had no plans to meet. We hadn't None. made a meeting point or anything. But he was just there in the lobby when I walked in. And oh, come oh. on. This is like a rom com. It is. <laughs> oh but gosh. it's real. <laughs> uh. wow. Like three, three, four days together. He followed me around like a lost puppy. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Um, but for some reason, um, I made a deal with him. I made a deal with a Scotsman. That and learned the <laughs> for the Americans listening, don't underestimate the Scots because they'll prove you wrong. But I made a deal if he came out to visit me in Alaska, where I was living at the time, I'd go visit him in Scotland. Oh, and, I okay. ate my sleep so I went to Alaska. <laughs> See? Oh I, my was, I, I put my trip three months later yeah. <laughs> and that's when when things started kind of changing for us yeah um Aww. he was in alaska for two weeks and we were just friends you know just the connection of feeling so understood yeah. having someone there who just gets you gets your issues yeah um it's when you're tired from your brain overworking or um when i trip over my left foot because i'm limping a little because my legs are tired um someone who gets it yeah Mm -hmm. colin when you came to alaska 
And, you know, you said that's when things like changed. What switched for both of you? Like, was it just like, oh, <laughs> I think shit, this is real. Like, <laughs> I think we had a, we had an amazing time together. And we did a lot of stuff together. We laughed together. We just, um, and just, I think we, we realized we were doing it so naturally. We were being we were ourselves. Being, we were being ourselves. We were not hiding. Time. Yeah. We were being ourselves. Oh. So. <laughs> Abby, what was it for you? There's a lake up the road from where I was living back then that we were just walking along, talking and laughing. As, as Colin said, we just laughed. Um, and I'm really good at pulling myself apart in a bunch of different directions to be what's needed for each each situation, mm-hmm. each set of people, yeah. you want to fit in. You don't want to be different. I'm so good at yeah. fitting in gray areas. Um, wow. That's really well put. I, I was, that's called on a lot whole. of us. I yeah. was whole. I wasn't hiding. And oh, it yeah. felt good. Life is hard without added epilepsy or brain brain issues or anything. Life is hard in general. If you can laugh through it it makes all the difference yeah totally yes we couldn't agree more yeah Yeah. it's literally why we're here yep (laughs) you're good at making people laugh so yeah we went from there i i think colin came out to visit me twice twice before Before you before you went before i I made it to scotland i like it you made him double down you're like, I know. <laughs> I'm a lot of work. Lot no, of no, work. no, no. You're just, you're just yeah. making sure. You're worth it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I surprised her the second time I came out. I booked it about two weeks before I went out. Mm-hmm. I booked it last minute and went out to see her just for a week. He experienced an American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> How was that, Colin? How was your first Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was fun. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Um, good That can go either way. I mean, we love our Thanksgiving, but sometimes, you know, people are just... Yeah, it was good. It was a good experience. I made it it to Scotland, February 2020. The day after I arrived back home, engaged... He proposed to me on Valentine's ah, Day during the trip. Oh, cute. This just gets better and better. <laughs> he, he proposed to me on Valentine's Fine. Day. Oh, asked me to move to his country. Oh. And spend our lives together. Look how cute you guys are. Oh they my still God. have such huge smiles on their faces, know, even a few years later. <laughs> I know. I know. I love but it. The day after I flew home, everything shut down because of COVID. Yeah. Country yeah. lockdown. So, oh, that had to be brutal. Country after. Um, so, how long was it until you could see each other again? We didn't see each other for nine months. Nine months. Oh, nine wow. Months. And we went. Well, you guys had we, already done the back and forth for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And we had we'd we'd plans to see each other at various points during the year, but never knowing 
when it was going to happen because of our restrictions sure. and because the US wasn't allowing UK travellers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we went nine months without months. seeing each other. That had to be brutal. You're like, yeah, we're engaged. See ya. Yeah. When? I don't know. <laughs> like, oh. It was brutal, but a cool thing that came out of it um, was, again, going back to both of us being involved with the Hemispherectomy Foundation and the importance of connection, we started doing monthly Zoom calls um, for for other patients like ourselves. Yeah. Oh, cool. Just to keep us in touch. Keep us in touch with everyone because everyone was so isolated and lonely. I think yeah. we had over 20 people on a call one time. All of wow. us have had surgery um, yeah. all across. Uh, one from Canada, Colin from Scotland, and all just wow. chatting and connecting. Yeah. Um, surgery stuff, but life in general and making sure we were all okay. Yeah. Yeah. We did that for yeah. The duration of COVID. Yeah. Um, a couple of years. A couple of years. We only stopped um, wow. late last year because everyone had returned to work. So it was hard yeah. with the time differences uh, to try to continue keeping everyone on. Sure. But that was that was yeah. a neat thing that came. It was hard to be apart. Yeah. Um, but it very much kept us going. It kept us going. Mm. I believe it. Well, yeah. Do we do we have a proposal story? Did we skip that? I had originally planned to propose to Abby. I booked the trip to Loch Ness, and we were going to go on the boat. And I was going mm-hmm. to propose to Abby on the boat. Unfortunately, because of we'd gone up to Loch Ness that day, and our roads are not the best, so Abby would have been a bit unwell. Oh. And therefore, I decided not to, so I held off. So, on Valentine's Day, he had whisked me away to an island. Oh, we were out hiking, and we had just come back to the hotel. And he asked if he could give me something. (laughs) And I gave him a dirty look. (laughs) I said, what? What do you want to do? Excuse (laughs) me. I gave you a look. And... And then I said, okay. And then he pulls out a box with a ring. And he says he he knows he doesn't have to ask because he already knows the answer. But would I do him the honor of being his wife and spending the rest of our lives together? I don't remember. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> it sounds good, so to say. Yep, that was Not a okay. <laughs> okay, um, Totally planned. The it. wife is always right. You have to go with it. <laughs> See, you've already got this down. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot to answer. Uh, um, small, small detail. I, yes or no? Well, it was, I knew he was going to ask at some point. Um, but just the shock that someone loved me enough to want me to be theirs, um, through all my issues, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything he wanted me to be his. And for the longest time, you know, when you have issues, 
like having had brain surgery and your body doesn't quite work right or look look normal, whatever normal is and that sort of thing, you kind of wonder if anyone's going to going to want you yeah. or if you're damaged goods. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You, you wonder that. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. if you're a woman. Totally. Um, oh, yeah, that resonates get that. hard. <laughs> I'm yep. trying really hard not to cry. Because <laughs> that hits we home really hard. We get that, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I did... I did remember the answer, and I said yes. And of course. When we went down to dinner that night on the restaurant and hotel, I think they saw me looking at my ring because they changed the playlist to a romantic playlist and made Linda blush all over again. It was so funny. Oh. <laughs> See, we've had people come on here to talk about just dating with mm-hmm. Uplove, seeing what that looks like, but you summed that up beautifully and even in your moment through getting engaged right in that very moment feeling that i mean it it's a thing you know (laughs) right up to the very moment where you know you're going to be with them forever yeah 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 that was totally and like i think that's just so validating for so many of us just Mm -hmm. because you know um it's something like this there's a whole lot of you know when do I tell my date that I have epilepsy or when do I you know blah, blah, blah. Yeah. will anyone want to deal with this yeah. this whole thing you know mm-hmm. and the fact that you like like Lexi exactly like you point out that you even felt it in that moment like that's yeah. just yeah wow that's just you got some I'm gonna start writing a script about you (laughs) i'm calling dibs if anyone's out there no i've got dibs (laughs) you get get priority i'll give you the rights it's okay thank you thank you thank you so you talked about even feeling that in that moment how does it feel now that you've been married for you know a little over a year knowing that this person wants to be with you forever and you know now you're tied down (laughs) yeah (laughs) he loves me yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. We still laugh. We're still figuring things out. We've only yeah. been married 18 months. And yeah. and when we got married, we were supposed to get married on Valentine's Day 2021. But I got COVID six days before the <gasps> wedding. No. Abby, oh, oh, no. Abby, I'm so oh, sorry. No. Abby, neither one of us had gotten it for two years. And she... It's no. supposed to six days before. Crap, crap. Our officiant and our venue both bailed on us um, because I got COVID. Oh, oh my God. So what happened? When was the, when did, so when, when, I know I should be able to do this math. <laughs> when 18 months was. Later. I, I got married a week later. <laughs> uh, his, okay. his stepmom was conveniently a wedding officiant so oh perfect his his whole family banded together to find a new venue and they decorated it um i had my wedding dress that i got in in the states my last visit and so everything worked out we're doing really well 18 months married um both both kind of shaping things it's extra interesting because throwing marriage and throwing the fact that I moved to a new country so I'm still figuring it out and it's a little mm-hmm. little different from yeah. the states um yeah I was thing. gonna ask what adjust what does that adjustment look like uh, money's different um there's all these public transit systems that aren't from where mm-hmm. I lived because I grew up in Texas in the middle of nowhere 
I lived in Alaska where there's not a lot. And so public transit, <laughs> yeah. learning to ride yeah. the subway and accidentally getting on the wrong side. <laughs> mm. Oh gosh. I still do that. I've lived in Chicago for like 15 years and I still, still make that mistake. So. Not just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not. It's really not. Or the biggest thing is some words don't mean the same things. Oh, oh yeah. That'd be I'm, hard. I can barely remember, you know, just basic words. words often with epilepsy. I kind of just sit there and go, okay, I think this is the vibe I'm trying to get, but I have no clue what word yeah. I can use. Yeah, the, re- yeah, the retention totally. is really difficult. I think I remember that when I was younger, while my brain was healing itself, sometimes I just couldn't like remember something as basic as yellow, the color. Oh, yeah. Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And yeah. I yeah, I remember doing that. So I had a uh, brain surgery to remove a brain tumor, mm-hmm. a different type yeah. of brain surgery, but I remember like in the few months after that, I whenever I would like go on a walk and just point it like and just mentally point at things and be like tree, fence, sidewalk because I couldn't and like sometimes I would literally just stare at a tree and be like uh <laughs> <No> <laughs> you know, yeah. just to practice. Like, you know, recalling words because I couldn't find them. Like you said, like something as simple as yellow or tree. It's really weird when you're staring at a tree, though, and you can't find it. It is. I feel (laughs) like that just with my seizure med and my friends and family just finish my sentences for me now. (laughs) They just know. They just jump right in there and they finish it. I'm like, no, quite what I was going for. They try again. I'm like, yep, that's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. It's like a game show. It is. Yeah. See, I admire you two both so much because I can't imagine like having my challenges at an older age where I could remember maybe before and um mm-hmm. or um being older and trying to remember words or figure figuring figuring out yeah. those challenges. I admire those who who have to deal with that because I'm I think it's a blessing we don't remember I anything yeah. before yeah you're really good at silver linings I you just, are you I know are great at them you've, you've had like five in this conversation <laughs> I love it uh, so the last question I want to ask you is actually from this Instagram account um New York City couples where they go around like they just like, hey, are you a couple? And they ask them random questions. And I love it. And uh, yeah. So the last question they, or one of the questions they always ask is, what is your favorite thing about him to you, Abby? And then, then I'd go to Colin. I'd say, what's your favorite thing about her? And so it's, I know it's putting you on the spot, but that's the point. And don't worry if, you know. They're so smiley and giggly. I feel like this will be easy. Could, even if it's not like, like the I ultimate thing, they can one. throw one thing out. Yeah. I, there's too many. There's- there's yeah. too many. I no, I but the first what? thing that comes to mind, just on the spot, is the fact that he makes me laugh. Yeah. Any, no matter what's going on, good day, bad day, hard day, sick day, I get chronic migraines. There's some really bad days. Oh. He can make Sorry. me laugh and smile. Oh, if you can make her laugh during a migraine, that is very important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think my favourite thing about Abby is how kind she is, how unbelievably kind <laughs> she is. Aww. I've had uh, so many things that, that 
I can say about Amy, but it's she's, she's kind. She's you know if you know, whatever's going on, she's there, and I can talk to her, and she'll be there for me, and she'll be so kind and listen and just be there for me, and mm. I'm very grateful for her. Oh, yeah. that kindness towards everybody. Now he's going to make me cry. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll all cry together. Oh man! Oh, well, oh, thank you so much, you guys, yeah. for being on here, for sharing your story, for making me cry a million times. <laughs> I this is like pure. Yeah. You guys are like serotonin. To talk to <laughs> really though. <laughs> is proof get up on those meetup groups yeah and message people you could be messaging your future partner you never know totally. i read an article like age 21 or 22 thinking that it said something like a certain percentage of women have met their partners by their mid-20s which i don't like to think about because that puts oh, out a lot of people <laughs> i was thinking Not about us, it and thinking about <laughs> all the guys and there's like mm. colin who's we're stuck there. I'm like, well, where does he fit? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm never it. Yeah. Uh, it just shows that there's hope. There's mm-hmm. no matter the situation, mm-hmm. epilepsy, recovering from epilepsy, still learning to function. Yeah. You can still find that special person who just gets you and isn't yeah. scared. Oh, oh thanks again so much guys yeah, it's been so too. fun chatting with it. both of you and again love what you're doing thank you 